Happy holidays, my friends. Happy holidays. This is Jonah with Jonah Speaks. I am back again. We are back for another episode. I want to say uh, I hope that you all are enjoying the holidays. I hope that you are are experiencing much love and peace and joy during this very special season. Today we are going to talk about the keys to effective time management. Very, very important subject. The keys to effective time management. And the quote that is based on is, time isn't the main thing. It's the only thing. Miles Davis. And uh, pursuit of goals and dreams Time is is very, very important, especially important. When you have a dream or a goal, time is even more important because time is what life is made up of. So it really goes without saying that if we, you know, get into a habit of wasting our time a lot, then what's really happening is that we're actually wasting our lives away and There is about 86,400 seconds in one day. And 24 hours is 86,400 seconds. And it's what we do during those seconds that determines the quality of our lives. Um, You know, and what we get out of it. What we get out of life, it really boils down to what are we doing every second and that's how you narrow it down it's crucial that we make every precious second count um and i think that this quote is very very powerful is by very very great person crystal Payne. if you want to be more productive you need to become a master of your minutes if you want to be more productive You need to become a master of your minutes. She didn't say master of your day or master of, you know, your month. She went backwards and said the seconds of your seconds. Because seconds obviously lead to minutes. Minutes leads to hours. Hours leads to days. Days leads to weeks. Weeks leads to months. Months leads to years. Years leads to decades. And so on and so forth. So if we can master our seconds, every second of the day, then we can, you know, eventually master, essentially master our lives. We can become the master of our own lives. And we have to remember that time is what life is made up of. So, but you know, the truth is really, most of us know this. See, what's common Knowledge is not always common practice, though. And a lot of people know this, but yet they, you know, it's like some people can never seem to get things done or reach the goals that we set. So why is it that we are all given the same amount of time? We truly are. Yet some are extremely productive while others consistently lag in life so today what I want to do is share with you all 
some very effective tips on how you can better manage your time and therefore be much more fertile and productive in your daily life. How can we get more out of our seconds, our days, our hours, our minutes? Um, Just want to talk about a few keys on how we can do that. So I think the first one that we should start off with would be self-awareness. I believe that um, with any problem that you have, if it's an addiction, if it's procrastination, whatever it is, if it's anger, whatever it is, the first thing in uh, overcoming it, the first step is self-awareness. That's number one. You have to be aware that of your time, of your minutes, and be aware when you first get up in the morning, be aware of what you do. Start paying attention to what you're doing with your time. Because as I've stated in a previous episode that you could be uh, getting into a habit of practicing something that could be either good and productive or bad and non-productive. And you can either master, you can be mastering either one. So you have to be very, very careful what, you know, you do each second of the day. Not looking at the day as just one whole day. Because if you get into a habit of looking at it like that, then it's easy to get lost in what most call the rat race. And what many call the rat race, the race of life, the, you know, just working and and things like that. But if you can master your seconds and look at your seconds and be very, very aware in every second and, and just try, it's very hard to do that. But get into a habit of really like trying to get the most and make the most out of every single second that I promise you your life will change. But it starts with self-awareness. You must be aware first. You have to be aware of yourself. When you first get up in the morning, what do you do? Do you check your... Uh, social media accounts do you um, you know what do you do and if you know it's whatever it is you have to ask yourself is it productive is it leading me towards you know one inch closer towards my goals or my dreams and if it's not you need to get rid of that particular habit that that thing that we're doing that's not really you know, getting us to where we need to be. So self-awareness is one. Just start, we need to start being more aware. That's the first one. Number two is very, very crucial. We must set deadlines. See, it's easy to say that you want to, that you have a goal and that you have a, a, a vision for something and you have a goal. But I promise you, as sure as the sky is blue, That if you don't have a deadline for your goal, it will not happen for you. You have to set a specific deadline. And even if it's not a specific date, like a specific time, it don't have to be, well, I'm going to accomplish this goal on Tuesday, March the 31st at 7.30 p.m. Because we don't know that. We don't know exactly. But it has to be at least like, you know, a month. When are you trying to lose 50 pounds around what the summertime around you know spring what march because if you don't give yourself a deadline you you know basically it's just like you're running it's like it's like a runner just running with no specific um 
like a, a finish line, no nothing to strive towards. You have the goal, which is great, but you don't have a specific time of which you would like to have it accomplished. And when you start setting deadlines, it, it makes you rush. It gives you a sense of, uh, you know, I have to have this done by this specific time. When we were in school, and we had science projects and our teacher would give us a specific time of which we need to have it done. We were forced to have it done by that time. And it was, you know, against our will. It was something that was put on us. It was something that we was told to do. And so that's what we need to do in our lives. We need to have enough discipline to give ourselves deadlines, whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to, you know, buy a car, if you want to have a house, when do you want to have it by? So that way you can start really, really getting, you know, better grasp and hold of your time and getting and putting stuff away from you that doesn't serve you or is not congruent with what you're trying to accomplish. So set deadlines, set a specific goal and then set for each specific goal, set a specific deadline for that goal. Number three is we must remove distractions. We have to remove any type of distractions that's not disturbing us if we are to um, be more productive and to better control our time and to, to you know, master our minutes, uh, as was stated earlier. We need to remove anything that's not really serving us. You know, a lot, how many, a lot of people spend massive you know hour not even really massive but maybe two hours a day on social media but if you look at it just two hours a day to you it may not seem like a lot it may not seem like a lot to us but once you look at it month to month year and then you look at it in a year's time that's a lot of hours being wasted that you wasted and if we could put that energy and focus into something more positive like starting a business or a side gig or, you know, getting um, a degree or something like that's going to be productive or changing our bodies, reading books. We can accomplish so much more. So we have to remove any type of distractions. You know, we have to take stuff that's not really like benefiting us and moving away it's because it's very very easy to get distracted you know it's okay to take breaks but you don't want to be distracted it's a difference you want to take a help you know take a break stand up if you're at a desk on a computer stand up take deep breaths so that way you'll feel rejuvenated alive again and then you can get back to work and you'll be even more productive but distractions like you want to make sure that you put your phone to the side Make sure you cut your ringer off and make sure you get what you need to get done. And don't play around with it because time is very, 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 very precious. And it doesn't wait for any of us. So that's number three. Number four is that we must stop multitasking. It may seem like, you know, in order to get the most out of your time that you should want to do four and five things at one time but what's really happening is that it's actually uh decreasing your focus it's eroding your ability to focus because if you're multitasking and you're focusing on five or six different things at once it's actually decreasing your ability to focus 
It's taking your your energy and 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 spreading your energy too thin to where you don't have as much energy to focus on one thing. See, if I take, you know, if I have a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of flowers and I have a, a water, uh, a pitcher of water, and I just start, you know, spraying it all over the flowers and doing it like that, which you. What you're doing is you're spreading too much water across the the whole garden. You don't have an, as enough water, enough water, as much water for one specific flower. So if you can focus and take that pitcher of water and just focus it on one flower, and then that start to grow, and you can focus on that and give all your attention to that, that eventually you can start to. You know, once you see the fruits of your labor from that and that, then you can focus on the other ones. But you don't want to spread yourself too thin, especially when you're just starting out. Like if you're writing a book or something, you want to make sure that you focus on just that. Now, once that's done, then you go on to the next thing. But multitasking, despite what many might believe, is not something that you want to necessarily, you know, make a habit of doing. You want to focus on one thing, finish that, and then move on to the next thing. Number five is that we must keep a journal. We must get into the habit of keeping a journal if we are to get, you know, manage our time better. Because once you write it down, it, it gives you a sense of, of a purpose. You know, it gives you a sense of, I must have this done because it's before my eyes. It's what I see. And it's something in writing it down versus just trying to memorize it. Never trust your memory. Don't trust that. Have it on paper every single day and write it down in a specific order of which, like, what you want to have done every day. It's going to make a vast difference in your days. It's going to make a vast difference in how you use your time and how you spend your time. You're going to see because once you know what you must do, you automatically know what not to do. You automatically know, like for instance, if you have a healthy grocery list, you know that you shouldn't have sodas and you know processed foods on there because that's just not, it doesn't fit in that. So it's the same thing. If you have a journal and you have everything down there on your list, I mean, in your journal, on your list of what you want to accomplish each and every day, you automatically know not to do anything that's not on that journal, that's not on that list for the day. Very important to keep a journal and put little quotes in there to help you along the way because sometimes it's, you know, it's hard sometimes not to get sidetracked. You know, it's hard sometimes not to get you know, caught up in the, in the rat race, but keeping a journal will keep you on point. It'll keep you, you know, move, it'll keep you in the game. It'll keep you striving for something because it just makes it, it gives you, like I say, a sense of, uh, a purpose and meaning and it, it, it makes you accountable when you keep a journal. Number six is the law of majors and minors. Now, when I say majors and minors, you automatically think of college. You think, oh, well, you know, you're majoring in psychology, but minoring in, you know, human resource or whatever like that. But what it really is, is that a lot of, a lot of us, we spend 
Major time on minor things, but minor time on major things. And we need to have that self-awareness and understand where we're spending which which one is is going where are we spending major time in minor things or are we spending minor time in major things and we need to really look at that and start getting a hold of that and understanding that law what 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 am i is this important right now what i'm doing am i spending a lot of time on this now there's nothing wrong with you know um just listening to music, stopping to listen to music, and, and listening to music is very, very healthy. We all need music. How would the world be if we didn't have music? But when you're talking about a specific goal, when you're talking about goals and dreams and trying to achieve greater things, you can't. We can't spend a lot of. We can't spend major time on minor stuff. You know, we got to make sure that we're spending. Um, you know, uh, we got to make sure that we're spending major time on major things and that we're spending minor time on minor things. And we can't, like I say, it's got to be, we got to put most of our effort, our effort into the stuff that's the most important. We have to become minimalist. We have to make sure that we're being very, very specific in what we spend our time on and make sure that we become really like masters in in the management of our lives because I have a quote that I say and it is simply this we are all managers of our own lives so we have to manage it with excellence and one of the keys to accomplishing this is by managing our time effectively and we have to, like I say, make sure that what we're spending our time on. See, if you have a project that you want to work on and that you want to accomplish by a specific time, you have the goal, you have the deadline, and it's major to you, but you're spending minor time on something major. You're just putting in 30 minutes a day, and maybe that's all you can put in. But how can we amp that up? How can we level up in that area how can we spend more time on that thing how can we put put can we is it possible to put major time in me in that major stuff that we're trying to get you know and bring into fruition to bring out so that way we can move on to the next thing very important number seven one of the keys to effectively managing our time is we must get into a routine i find that getting into a specific routine puts you in your power place it puts you in your zone of power where you get into a specific routine and then it becomes habitual a good routine where you get up in the morning you might work out you might have a cup of green tea or something that you do Something that puts you in your zone, your power place, where it it sets your it sets you up to win. It sets you up in a place where you can feel like you can think the you know at your highest self. You can think the best. You can think and and act the best. How would the your future self, your higher self, your greatest self, 
deal with this. You know, and when you get into a routine, getting a lot of sleep, I heard a lot of people say that you have to, uh, you know, in the attainment of your goals that you must give up, you know, your sleep. That is not true. You, you need sleep if you're trying to, you know, achieve bigger things in life and you're trying to go to a higher level. You have to be able to find things that's going to, to help you and you must get into like a routine and that you can find for yourself. What works for you? What, what, what time of the day do you feel that your brain is at its greatest capacity to learn and to retain that information? What time of the day are you most productive on a on a uh, physiological level as well as a psychological level? So we must have that. Find a specific, you know, little kind of routine for yourself and, and get into that and make it habitual to the point, you know, now where it's just a subconscious thing and you, you have that down pat. Very, very important. Number eight. Just say no. No, I don't mean drugs. What I mean is that a lot of people, you know, in the pursuit of goals and dreams, they they don't uh, say no enough. They think that, you know, in order for me to be successful, in order for me to achieve my goals, in order for me to be somebody, I have to say yes to everybody. I have to be a nice person. You can be a nice person and still say no. See, I used to be that type of person where someone would call me while I'm working on a paper or working on something that I want to work on. And someone would call me and I would just give up what I'm doing and go along with them because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to stir nothing up. I didn't want to, you know, create some enemies. But let me tell you something. When you're trying to accomplish something, when you're trying to reach some higher ground in life, you're going to make some enemies. You're going to have some people that's going to turn against you. So you, wh- wh- what do you care? So you might as well say no anyhow. you got to stop being too nice. All of us got to stop, stop saying no, even to ourselves. When you're working on something and you, you know, you want to go, because it happens to me a lot when I'm working and I'm like, you know what, even if it's going into something else that's positive, you know, for instance, I love watching business shows like Shark Tank and things like that, which is, that's actually positive to watch. Or I might want to read a new book that I just purchased or something like that or meditate. But if I'm working on something, you got to learn to say no to that until you're finished. You got to say no to yourself and to other people and have the courage. This is where we need courage to be able to say no to certain stuff, especially if it's holding us back, especially if we know that by saying yes, and we've been saying yes for months and we haven't, we haven't accomplished nothing as a result of that. We need to start changing that and understanding that you can be a nice person and still say no. Number nine is stress management. One of the greatest keys to effectively managing your time on a day-to-day basis stress management a lot of people um really don't know how to manage their stress they a lot of people don't even know how to recognize when they're stressed be aware be alert pay attention to the cues in your body what does your body do when 
is stressed? What are some of those keys that will help you to know when your body is under some serious stress? What can you do to get you to the point where your cortisol levels, which is the uh, term for stress, what can you do to make yourself more or less um, prone to just everyday stress in life? One of the things that I do before I go to sleep is just have me a nice yoga session where it just soothes your body and soothe your muscles and take all that built up, pent up tension out of your body and muscles. And it puts you in a place to where it sets you, that also sets you up to win because in, like I say, in, when you're trying to reach something higher, you're going to be stressed. You're going to get to the point where you're going to be working and, and nothing is going to be fruitful for a while. Nothing is going to seem to be coming out of it. Nothing, no type of manifestation is going to be coming out of what you're doing. So you're going to have to have some type of stress coping mechanisms that's going to help you in the everyday management of your stress levels. Because if your stress gets too high, then your immune system is going to get low, it's going to get weak, and then you're going to be sick. How can you serve anybody like that? How can you possibly serve anybody like that? Make taking care of you the highest priority that you have by taking care of your stress, by reducing your stress, by figuring out what it is that you can do to decrease your stress and managing that on a day-to-day basis. I promise you that will take you that much closer to your goals, to the finish line by keeping in check keep you know every sunday or every day if you want to keep a daily list of what things stress me out see a lot of people don't know what stresses you out what makes you angry what stresses you out when you can get to a place where you can really take care of yourself if you don't take care of you who do you think is going to take care of you if you don't put yourself first nobody else will you have if you can't serve yourself And really, really take care of yourself. You can't serve anybody. So you must, we must get into a place where we can really, really master that. First by the self-awareness. By understanding your body's response to stress. And then once you understand that, start developing some techniques that you can use to, to, um, to, to decrease that, those levels of stress. And that's, you have to become a, a master of stress management. Last but not least, number 10 is that you must think about the future. Let me explain what I mean by this. This is very, very crucial to uh, effective time management. Every time when I'm working on something important to me, uh, and I start thinking about how it's not working out for me at that time, and I want to give up, what I do is I think about, okay, if I give up now, where am I going to be if I give up now in the next two months? Am I going to be happy that I gave up? You don't want to live a life of regret. You want to be able to say, okay, right now is tough. Right now is hard. Right now this exam or whatever it is that you're going through is hard. But in the next year, where will I be if I don't quit? Where will I be if I don't give up? 
Where will I be if I finish this? Where will I be if I, in the next five months, year, two years, if I push hard and really, really just push through this? I tell you that you will be far further, much further than you can ever begin to imagine if you persist in your goals. If you do not give up, you have to always think about that. If you're doing something and you just started and someone calls you or you want to watch TV, think about what your future self will say to you. Imagine if your future self knocked on the door. What would it say to you? What would it say? Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to talk to you for a second. Yeah, notice that you're not really being as productive as you can be. This is your future self. What I think that everybody should do, what we all should do, is get a picture of what uh, of us of yourself now, and then get another picture of your future self mentally. If we can paint this picture in our heads of who we want to be mentally, and see that, place it on our desk or place it wherever it is that you work a lot, or you, where you're prone to, to seeing it. Make sure that you see that person and you see yourself being that person. That's going to put you in a place of tremendous power. And it's going to make you want to keep striving to, you know, towards being that person. See, because if you, if you don't think about the future, you're going to squander your time. Because there is no just you just just going about life you're just showing up in life and just doing whatever like allowing just like time to just take over you and just going along with life see a lot of people just go along with what life is it just go along with time you have to reverse that you have to be able you can't have time look at you and just you just go along with that you have to step back reverse it look at time and you control it And one of the greatest keys, one of the best keys, the best advice to this is by thinking about the future. Thinking about where you're going to be if you either persist or if you give up. It's up to you. See, we all have, every day we're faced with a decision. Every decision brings on some type of consequence, something. Even if we don't decide, that's still a decision. So... Think about the future. Think about 10 years from now. Don't think about right now. Think about five years from now. Think about three weeks. I promise you, once you're feeling low and you're feeling down and you're feeling, you know, unproductive and you feel like everything that you're working on, nothing is coming out of it. Think about what's going to happen if I persist. Nothing can happen except good. If you're putting good out there, if you're planting something, if you're putting in in water and seeds and you're planting seeds, even the Bible says that you reap what you sow. So keep thinking about the future and think about your reward if you don't quit. So that is uh, some of the keys to managing your time effectively. And it's very, very important that we take this very, very important and remember that whatever we're doing to always make the main thing, the main thing. Make sure that we're focusing on what's important. We have to master, as stated earlier, our minutes if we are to master our lives. I just want to say thank you for listening to this episode. Happy holidays to you all. And if you're 
uh, tuning in. This was your first time listening to me. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you've learned something from it. And we can all learn from one another. Um, And I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas. And I will see you all in the next episode.